podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is the weekend of Neil Atkinson. We're going to be talking about uh, Liverpool versus Everton, or more accurately, Everton versus Liverpool. That is to come, as is Jane Boland from James's Place and uh, Francis Malloy talking about the tie campaign and the good news this week. Uh, I am also obviously going to get stuck in with the room in front of me into Liverpool 5, Watford Neil, Kev Walsh, Mike Nevin, Adam Mealy, and Lizzie Doyle to talk about what was a genuinely brilliant Mike Nevin Liverpool performance. It's, I think it could well be our best performance of the season, which under the circumstances, with the pressure on, with all the talk around the place, speaks of a, speaks of quite a training ground, quite a camp the manager's working with. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was just just what the doctor ordered, wasn't it? Um, Sunday was, I wouldn't say it was chasing him, but it, it sort of added to, you know, sort of gathering concerns. But I, I felt like in one night... We sort of just removed all that, and just in terms of the the level of performance. I mean, I I think the echoes of Forest in uh, '88 in terms of like you know sort of all-consuming Liverpool performances. You can't there's no there's no player on the field that doesn't have a good game for me. Um, and within that, there's three or four that are utterly outstanding. Quality of the goals, um, the outrageousness of one in particular. You mentioned Forest 87-88. Part of the thing about Forest 87-88 was the Forest were a good side. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just the idea that, and I. Looking back on it, I don't think many Watford players have a bad night. I'm, I wasn't looking at off nights. I actually think that in patches, Watford play quite well. Yeah. It's just that they cannot get near or live with this Liverpool team. Yeah, I mean, they, they go into the game seventh in the Premier League, so they're absolutely no mugs. We'd seen it earlier in the season at, at uh, Vicarage Road. They were tough to break down. They had a little bit of, of guile going forward. Um, but we just I just thought we made a holy show of them last night. And it must have been an absolute nightmare to defend against constant wave of attack. Because that's what it was, and that I think the fact that this, the performance sustained itself pretty much from the first minute right to the very end was what made it particularly special. Waves of attack or waves of pressure, Kev. I was, you know, I, I did a lot of jokes after the match, and you wouldn't want to be Adam uh, Adam Messina in that game playing at left back. And then I'd look today, and he's like, he's won the most tackles and won the ball back the most times. But it was <laughs> it was this idea that he was just being bombarded, he was being isolated. But then on the other flank, it's happening on the other side, it's happening through the middle. There was no respite for Watford. No, that, I, I felt sorry. For that machinery because he, he he's playing obviously he's thinking oh my god they put Salah on my side I'm unlucky can I be here and then sense like hey lad hold my bevy <laughs> 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 he, he, he needed he needed to double up on Salah and double up on Sent but if you do that that's four players over on that side of the pitch and you've got Mane in the middle doing back heels over the goalie so you can't do that and as you said on the other side as well we we that's our greatest thing at the moment the ability to switch play so quickly from one side to the other and. So you're not just switching it to nobody. David Hedigi last night I thought was absolutely brilliant. He's coming from cold and he's originally I thought he shunted to the left-hand side a little bit really, but I thought he played really well over there and it really it worked for the team as well. It worked for the team, Adam, but there's... It also worked for, for for individuals. I think Salah, for instance, you know, he, he just consistently taking people on. But I've never seen him so wide, or not for not for not for some time. He's right out there. It's working for the team. But he, he he looked like he was really enjoying it. You know, Sadio through the middle. It's working for the team. But he himself, I mean, he gets the first goal, which is a header like Latchford. He gets the second, and it's you know this glorious back heels. The impudence of it. They looked. For me, the Fabinho and Centimid, they look like footballers really enjoying themselves, and you're not meant to be able to do that when you've got Man City breathing down your neck. Yeah, 
I I like Salah in that mood. It was sort of it was it was evident straight away that he was you know he was like incensed by something and 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 uh, was 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 going to make Watford pay, and um, you know the the, the <laughs> fact the, the the fact that he doesn't actually get get a goal doesn't really doesn't really matter to to the to the team. I think it'll matter to him and he'll be right at it trying to trying to make Everton pay on 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 Sunday. But yeah, it was it was from from minute one, um, and and I was just trying to think then what it was particularly that set the tone. I'm not I'm not sure whether. It was a, a it, whether it was Milner or, um, or, or or Fabinho or like Allison or Trent or Van Dijk, but one of them anyway. I just I just I think that they were the, the players that I thought in the first half. They were just there's a bit of tone setting, and I used to, I, I thought I think we were better at tone setting when um, when Joe Gomez was was playing. I think he always used to set the tone uh, through the first part of the season. But the the the, 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 to, the tone was like a. a, a yeah, a really challenging one-touch football and challenging the, the the rest of the team to 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 be at that level. And I thought that 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 had been that that seemed to be there right from the start. And it and it it, it just maybe took us one or two minutes to build up to that. And after that, it was just it was just like ping, ping, ping. All demanding of each other, Adam. Come back to you on yeah, that. And also, yeah. you mentioned there. I mean, it, for me, it's no coincidence in amongst all of this. Milner. The fact that Milner goes off on 60 as though he's done 90 minutes running in 60 minutes. And also the early charge down of the goalkeeper, which just says to everyone, right, this is this is the evening, this is what you're yeah. up against. I was <laughs> I was crestfallen when I saw he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't think he'd be I didn't think he'd be attacking midfield, Milner. I, I thought. Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't think Divock could be on the left, and I didn't think, I didn't think Milner would be attacking midfield, and, uh, and, and, and so you know, it's, <laughs> I can, I can laugh about it now, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't think much of the team. I was just, th- I was thinking, well, I'm glad Trent's back in. I'm not sure about how the rest. I don't really know. I'm going to make a goal otherwise, and we make five. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that it was, it was the same for for Manny, as, as you say about Milner. They were, they, they put a stint in. They were everywhere. Milner was everywhere, and Manny was everywhere, and if, yeah, it was. It, and Fabinho was everywhere as well. There, well there, there, there was there was there was there was quite a few players there who played at such a high level for the first sixty, and then and then just as you think it's over, Virgil pops up with the with, with two cherries on it. Lizzie, uh, as I mentioned, Fabinho there, it was a tremendous performance from him. He really was, you know, he was he wasn't everywhere in the way in which, for instance, Milner was everywhere. He was just always exactly where he needed to be. Oh, he was wonderful. Um, there was. The odd now and then where, and I'm literally talking the odd now and then, where, um, you know, Liverpool would look like they were about to lose the ball or Watford would regain some sort of possession and Fabinho literally done what you said, Kev. Hold me, Jink. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) And he he did. And I think we really got to see what a special footballer he is last night. And I know we've seen it over the course of the season, but don't forget when he first started playing, there was a couple of question marks around him, but there was still... You know, I don't want to say potential, but we all we all looked and thought there's a footballer in there. And last night, if if that's the footballer we've been blessed with, then then what a fellow we've got in midfield. He he can do anything, he can do everything. You know, he, he's not just there defensively, but the way he moves the ball forward. When he, it looks like he glides, he, he's just so elegant on the ball, and he's such a classy footballer. Um, and t- t- for me, Jeannie Wijnaldum's always been the first midfielder um, on the team. She buff. Now, 
I'd argue the case that I would look for Fabinho before Jeannie Wijnaldum. Is, and is, I think that's down to him. So. His body shape and everything last night, he just, and there was a point where he won a header, he sort of like went all the way, not he didn't climb over the back of him, but he was almost like he was horizontal in the air to win this header that he <laughs> properly had to stretch for. And it made me think that that's, you only sort of go for those things and you only move the way you're moving when you really know you're in form and you're stretching for things that you that, that you almost think, uh, like I'm, I'm never going to get to this, but you sort of know, like I've been in the, this good form that I will. And, and, and he, was, he was getting to everything and he just looked it was there was something about his, his his body shape that was like just he looked like a proper a proper midfielder there last night but you know what I, sorry neil what i would say is is that that midfield three what what you were saying you know you're looking at that team sheet to begin with and and i was questioning why why Keita wasn't in there what you know he, he's, he's played fairly well up until united and understandably didn't play against united so i thought he'd be i thought he'd be uh, on the team sheet so when i saw that today i was thinking this isn't a, this isn't an attack in midfield but they, they proved me wrong there and scored five, like you said. And I thought Divock would be through the middle, but was on the left. So fair play to Klopp. He got it spot on. Um, got a spot on an approach as well. Liverpool very direct. Kev. The most direct that I think I've seen is for a while direct in terms of shifting the ball very, very quickly, as Adam said before, direct in terms of carrying it. Yeah, that, but that's exactly what you need to do at home. Otherwise, you get mired into a game like we had. Against, I know we were away against United, but you get mired in a game where you can play seventy percent of foot. You can have the ball seventy percent, and you can have all all the passes you want. But if it's in front of two banks of four, you're going nowhere. And especially if you're getting funnels. Now against United, it felt like we were getting funneled right into the middle, and it felt like we we, we played into their hands every single second of the game. Whereas yesterday, it felt very much like we decided to make the pitch as wide as we possibly could, and I think it showed. You don't often see Salah getting chalk on his boots, but he did. He did. And Marie on the other side really did as well. And I think your point about the midfielders, Adam being not necessarily attacking midfielders, or you may say that Lizzie, sorry, is sometimes you need attacking midfielders that are going to be diving right through and making a third man run into a role here. And other times you need your attacking midfielders to be the one who gets the ball in a half space and just knocks it off straight away to the the space between the full-backs, basically the full-back and the centre-half. And that gives you then, once once you open that up, it just opens the rest of the pitch up. Because if we get the ball by the byline there and we've got the midfielders then coming onto it, that's when our whole midfield becomes alive with the, the chance to score. Obviously, the front three can do it in any situation. I'm including Regan now because he made his own goal last night. He got the ball on the left hand side and he was scenario. He had three players on him to Corey come near him and he just slammed it into the bottom corner. So he's a great touch off when you, when you could put it onto it like that. Um, going on to the, uh, onto the full backs, and I'm going to start with Trent, Mike. It's, you know, they, they, they get the assist for all five goals. The, the, some of the, I mean, there's a ball that Trent puts in that, that doesn't get converted. That's, that's phenomenal. But it really was a, it was a, a tour de force of what it is to be an attacking fullback. It really was. You know, if you wanted to demonstrate how the positions changed across the last fifteen years, you know, you can you can probably pick a Gerard Houllier game, mm. and you can you can show that video last night, and it is almost chalk and cheese. They they were almost playing like wingers at times. Well, they were, um, and I think that was really. I mean, we talk about the midfield. Mid, midfield was excellent. It was more progressive, as Kev said. You know, sort of quick moving the ball. But I think for me, it was it was the width that that Trent gave us that stretched one side of the pitch, and I think the fact that. Origi was in the team meant that there wasn't so much of a concentration around the front three being very tight through yeah. the middle uh, also as Kev, as Kev says and that sort of stretched the pitch both ways um, and obviously Trent's, Trent's ability to get forward his speed but ultimately when you're in those positions it, that, that whipped in ball it's not, it's not easy 
and it was something that we used to sort of celebrate Gerard's ability to do. Um, but he's every bit as good as Gerard swinging that pass, and it's the pace, the absolute. I mean, it, Mane's head is incredible because it's it's hit with such such power and force. Uh, murderous is how I, how I would describe it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, and you know Robertson probably not quite as advanced, but you know I mean, you, you just get what you expect from Robertson is, is consistency. One fantastic run in the second half where he he skipped over the challenge and seemed to be going on forever. That was fantastic as well. But as I say, he's just a, a, a sort of a beacon of consistency. He's it's a, Trent's always had that that, that, that ball in his locker. I yeah. think that's the, the thing that we noticed on his debut. He puts that ball in on his debut. But it's 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 noticeable last night that again it's like almost body language or body shape or something. There's if you watch the replays of, of, of him putting that ball that those balls in, there's a real determination that he and he it's 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 not there's not, nothing hopeful about it. This is a this is a thing he's practiced doing thousands of times. Yeah. And it's a few people have said Beckham esque. It is it is Beckham esque that that delivery. I wonder also sort of the the, the thing that we've that, that I said earlier on the season is I felt a bit sorry for Trent because his delivery is that good. He was getting isolated compared to Robertson. Robertson was get would get a lot more help from Mane. Um, kind of Leicester away, the, the goal Mane scores there for it is, is a good example of that. But. Um, I think maybe it was sort of having Salah on his side. He's got he's got the room now as well as as well as obviously he's got he's had a rocket from either being dropped or just not not making it onto the pitch for for, for United. And he's also got Salah Salah by him. He's got all the defenders watching them, so he's he's got that little bit more time as well yeah. as the extra I mean, determination. The, the thing about I think about Trent is that ever since I've seen him, I've thought he'll end up in midfield. He'll end up being a, like a new Gerrard, if you like, not wishing to put too much pressure on him, but. When he can play in that advanced position and occupy the spaces that he was occupying last night, no need, you know, because he's influencing yeah. the game from a key part of the field as opposed to a positional yeah. thing. Um, and when you've got that quality, which one of the midfielders would you say you'd you'd, you'd have him well, you, doing you the job of? You, because you that, would you? You, it's not his skills. No, That's not his um, skills. And you know, there's just everything about him really. Just his whole demeanour, I think, is fantastic. I think the team just feels more alive think- when he's in the side as well. And that's not to uh, denigrate Milner. Milner does a, a steady job. But I don't know, there's just like an effervescence about, about Trent. Well, I think there's something that Adam mentioned there before about, you know, at times he's, he's felt Trent's a bit isolated, Mike. I actually think you saw last night. In a, you know, if you want to do the Gerard thing way, in a, a Gerardo and Gerard Torres sort of way where you can see Trent, he gets it in certain parts of the pitch and his first look is where Salah. Hmm. How do I get this ball to that brilliant footballer right now? And that is that, that is very Gerard. You know, Gerard spent a career doing that. From the minute they came through, he would look up and the first you'd see, you'd watch Gerard. You go, "Where's Owen? Where's Owen? Where's Owen?" Yeah. All right, if it's on. It's not on. If it's not on, I move from there. And I thought you saw that last night with with, with Trenton. He plays that lovely one round the corner down the line to him, which just free. You know, it's it's. I mean, it's nearly out all the way through, and Salah's nearly in on goal by the end of it. It's it's a hmm. phenomenal pass, and he's played a few of them. Is my point. You get the impression if you can get Salah and Trent in harness together. The, the, they're better than the sum of the parts and they're pretty good anyway well yeah and um, you know obviously Salah got a lot more of the ball last night which is why he was able to you know sort of show that sort of searing pace that I think we've all forgotten how quick he was I mean, the, the, what, what struck me was just the speed that he was covering the, the ground in um, as far as, as far as far as um, you know sort of looking for your best players I mean that's, that's the oldest Liverpool adage of all time I mean they used to say what was the Liverpool secret what was the tactical plan it was give the ball to Kenny Dalglish he's your best player um, so the more the, the more and more that you do that, and if you can, if 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 Salah Salah's got this ability, as he were, you can play it. You can play to him with his back to goal, and he'll he'll be buffeted from behind, but he still he can still spin away. But you you put him on the front foot, and he's he's absolutely devastating. So you know the more you get the ball to Salah, 
And I think the, the pace there on the right-hand side, so Salah and Trent, no one's going to want to go up against that, and especially when Trent's in the form that he was on last night. And it, it, it screamed to me of a player who was just so desperate to, to prove to himself and to his manager, this is why you should be playing me. And, and like you say, it's not to take away from James Milner, who I think is amazing, but having Trent there and, and doing what Trent does best... It, it's also great by having him there. We then get the James Milner we know and love in midfield. We got the James Milner that, you know, he come off at sixty, and and I felt I, I just applauded. And I just what what a professional he is, and and what a player to have. Um, and the the difference with Trent is is the amount of options you then get. Um, and and I know we I don't want to keep going back to Sunday, but. You know, you, you do question the decision there, and and it is. I know it was to do with getting the experience on the pitch, but. I think now you're not going to see Trent get dropped unless we're hitting a good couple of runner games because how can you drop him after that performance last night? It was everything we needs them to be. Um, manager, again, sort of with a bit of a touch on Sunday, I almost had this thing in my head that there's, the manager's replayed the moment when he makes his sub, uh, the early sub for Firmino in his mind a few times and thought, go on, what would you do differently? You no, know, what would you do differently? You no, know, what would you do differently? And he sort of ended up here where... He's decided his best Roberto Firmino tribute act is Sadio Mane. It was for, for a half an hour minimum, Kevin. I, I mean, this is a compliment, the half an hour part, both to Firmino and to Mane. It was everything everything plus more. It was an unbelievable, you know, he's winning his headers, winning his flick ons, putting himself about, the sense, tracking from behind, closing down from the front. It was just the perfect number nine performance. I think he. He, he thrives on the responsibility of it all because sometimes when you're the the wide player in the three, you can it can be easy to I don't I don't want to say share responsibility because they don't share responsibility, but it can be easier to lay the ball off or you can you do you do your work but you don't necessarily do to the hundred percent of your ability because you can't otherwise. Whereas in the middle there, there's nowhere to hide. You you need to do what you need to do, and the responsibility is on you to make sure we're closing down the goalkeeper, the central midfielder, the two centre halves. So he's come in and done that, and I th- I think probably Manny, if you spoke to him, would say, yeah, well I do see myself as a number nine. I think I can probably be, I put me in a position that we had last season with, well. I suppose Salah played from wide last season and scored the goals, but put me in, in a forward position and I will score as many goals as anyone else in this team. And it's showing now because he's like fourth or fifth in the Premier League top goal scoring ranks. I think it's he's made that position now. For me, no, 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 like walk, shoe him to get back in. I don't think, even if he's fit for Sunday, which is unbelievable to say because for me, he's our most influential player. But Manny there has shown that if you put him there, he'll do, as you just said, the work that Firmino does. And he, how clinical did he look yesterday? Firmino's the um, Firmino is 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 a brilliant number nine, but but he's the times he's not, he's not looked as good as when he's 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 had to play elsewhere, mm. and you sort of you can't say that about Mane. It's, it's funny actually because me me and Neil have had or Neil had a conversation with a few people about Liverpool's like who could be number ten for Liverpool, and we've never had the who could be number nine for Liverpool really, or, or ne- never never sort of I never thought about Mane there until last night, but straight away it's like you know it, it's it was. It was it was it was obviously working, um, and and you know helped a lot by by as as we've said Salah and Origi doing doing what what they were doing, but yeah I um yeah his, his his movement off the ball was 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 it was not what I expected and I, like you say the headers winning the headers it was absolutely it was just it was striking it was really it was a it, it was it was a striking performance and you know 
yeah. at like having uh, having completely run himself into the ground as well by the end. Well, I think that that is that uh, that, is, that's that, a, that's more cred- kudos to, to Firmino, isn't it? That's what I think. I mean, I think that there is there is a thing there where you get that you wouldn't surprise you if in the WhatsApp group Sadio was going to Firmino there. Yeah. Christ, you did this for ninety. <laughs> I was gone there on sixty five, mate. Yeah. But that, there was an element of that about that. Um, another unlikely Sadio Mane had a goal. Um, he seems to get a lot of unlikely Sadio Mane headed goals, Mike. Uh, reminiscence of John Barnes. Yeah, I mean he's good in the air, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Um, I think he's just more closely associated with those surges when he really sort of shows his pace, can run at players. Um, just going back, the comparison with with Firmino in terms of a centre forward, he's just a bit more dynamic, isn't he? He's a more in a more naturally dynamic player. He's got he's got greater pace. So he's, I think he's naturally suited to a centre-forward role, but the, the beauty of him is that he, he is as, as effective in a wider position. Um, but, I mean, the, the quality of that header, as I said, as I said before, from the, that, that cross, it's like a jackknife header because it's a little bit behind him. And it, he's got to really sort of twist his neck to get a full contact on the ball. I don't think you can overstate how good a, how good a header that is. Um, that's before you even go on to the second one, which is ridiculous. The second one's obscene. Uh, Lizzie, the importance of the victory is... And the nature of it, you know, I think that we would all go into the ground thinking just any win, Liverpool just get three points. Instead, you feel like a tone's been set, a tone for two things, one, the remaining home games, uh, and two, the games maybe against the bottom 14, you know, Liverpool play a lot of the bottom half of the table still in the remaining fixtures they've got. And it's likely this that's where this league's going to be won and lost. To start it off by smashing the seventh best team in the country 5-0 is, is quite something. Oh, it's huge. It's huge coming off the back of the weekend. Um... I personally um, was was a bit apprehensive going into the game. I thought the crowd might be a little bit the same as Leicester um, coming off the back of the nil-nil. But you know what? The crowd didn't have time to, to be nervous because Liverpool just put it right. They just went, calm down, we'll sort this out. And it was a huge, huge statement by Liverpool, I think. Um, and that's just what they needed to now kick on and get this next run of games under the belt. And... Like you said, Wofford's a new pushover and, you know, Liverpool have struggled against, like I said, Leicester, you know, West Ham. These teams, they're not easy to play against, but Liverpool, what Liverpool done last night was we just made a show of them and we did make them easy to play against, but that's because of how good we were. And you know what, if I was them, that's that's what we needed now because those next couple of games, up until I think it's Fulham um, before the international break, there is no doubt in my mind as a fan, so God knows what they're thinking as players, that they can win every single one of these games now off the back of that one performance. Off the back of the one performance, off the back of the setting of the tone, uh, Kev, it's become... The one thing I was thinking last night was, imagine being in their ground, or imagine the other way around. Imagine if they'd put five past West Ham and we'd gone to a nervy 1-0 on pens. You know, this is the context of all of this, and it is... It, we're not going to kick off at the same time very many more times. In fact, that could be the last time we all be, we kick off at the same time. But I just had this thing that it was the other way around, but everyone would be on the phone's God, they've gone three, you know. That's Van Dyke's got two. Van Dyke's got two. Where's that come from? Van Dyke's got two. <coughs> That's that- exactly. What, if, if, if it was company in the same position, you'd be like, "How have they managed to get this?" How have Watford, the seventh best team in the country, they went and smashed Cardiff the other week, didn't they? Away from home, and you're thinking, "How have they done this?" And obviously, if we beat West Ham one 0 with a penalty, where people are saying, "Oh, was it a pen? Wasn't a pen?" Crowd's quiet. You know, everyone's nervy. Exactly. It, it's all the context that are But the thing is now. It, you can cut the seed into like a couple of chunks now and we've got four games four very winnable games now where you'd say if, if we pick 12 sorry it might be five winnable games in a row and you think if we pick the 15 points up there because then we've got Spurs Chelsea and I can't think of the, the game in the middle of that is but 
if we, we need to get the five the five wins there and then you go well that's our, that's our tough bit and then you go into May but theirs is a run of games a lot longer than ours where you think they've probably got every game there to win because they, they face some like away from home they've got they've dropped points in 38% of their league away games this season but three away games that they've got less the next few are the easy ones you've got like the card of game and stuff like that they're not they're not going to be challenging them so like the context around that means that if we've got to be 100% in our games here because there, there will be a point when they slip we've got to be able to be there to take advantage it's it is interesting because I was thinking the same thing about the you know how it would have been if we if you'd flipped the other the the other things round but the, you know the, the, our results and theirs. It, I mean, I I did I, I I was seriously thinking that they might they might drop points last night before the game and 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 it was it seemed to sort of be unfolding as I predicted as I was saying at half time that you know they they don't like being nil nil City don't like being nil nil. And even even now they've won. I'm like, you know, that, I'm buoyed by that because they, they because they weren't that good. They weren't. They, I, I mean, I did, obviously didn't see the game, but they, they they can't have been that good. It's been how long since they've scored from open play? Now they scored a pen last night. They didn't score against Chelsea in 120 minutes. They're not they're not in peak form. And uh, yeah, there's the, whereas we are doing. The, the just to go back to our game my, my thing that I always say is if it's if it's a if it's a nervy night game at home just score every 10 minutes and everyone we're, <laughs> we're pretty much doing that and and like the, the, it, it it makes it makes the United game the anomaly so so we we the, the reason that that felt so so well one of the reasons it felt so so sort of disappointing is we thought we, out from Bournemouth like we'd bounced out of that and we were out of that that little bit of you know the the, the kind of Leicester West Ham funk and and uh, which is a great band but yeah so so having 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 beat um having beat Watford who were a good team 5-0 it may it, it sort of it, it's it's like that kind of temping bowling thing you know that's that, that that's a spare and then we've got a strike and which means you 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 know it 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 makes it makes everything look good it's it's put a rosy a rosy hue on it and like you say i think somebody said on on the on the, it might have been you Neil on the on the post match pint that you know we've got you know we, we we've got the other the other seven or something we've got seven of the of, of the of the non top teams left to play eight of the non top teams left to play we've already beaten probably the the the, the best of the non top teams if we win all them we get ninety three points. Yeah. That's that that's that's a good start, isn't it? And, and that that's you know so, so uh, yeah I I I I think maybe that does it. So you know it's uh, and and that's this is the, the whole thing where everybody always says one game at a time because you can look very silly very quickly and we do have to take one game at a time. But it's a massive mental lift that right. last night. Mike, I was not least because it was my nephews and only occurred to me recently that those my nephews, my nephew's first game last night, and my first game was 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 eighty six. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham City, Liverpool win five nil. Uh, Gary Gillespie hat trick rather than a Virgil Van Dijk brace, though that did occur to me as well. But it, you know, eighty five, eighty six. You've literally written a book on it. Liverpool are up against a dominant Everton side who vanquished everyone to win a title the season before. They may not be the best team in the country. You know, they win the double. They may not be the best team in the country. Everton win the league the season after. But with you know, with about ten games to go, they beat Oxford six nil at Anfield. Uh, they go on a couple of weeks later. They beat Coventry five nil at Anfield. A few weeks after that, that Birmingham City game I just mentioned, they beat them five nil at Anfield. That's what I was thinking of last night watching the game. I was, I was. Uh, it didn't feel as though that was a line in a little bit. 
Yeah, I think we discussed this the other week, didn't we? About the, there's there's always a need for like a, a signature win at these key times of the season, and this this is the key time of the season. There's ten games to go. I mean, it, that that's almost like a quite a frightening thought. And you know what Adam was saying there about the psych the psychology of last night, I think is massive. Uh, I think as much for the fact that the thing with City for me is that they seem to be blowing a little bit hot and cold, and I think that's quite an uncomfortable. Uh, place to be in because I mean it's, it's not that long since they, they put six. It's uncomfortable for them as well, isn't it? I think yeah. they're not suited to blow. They're, they're suited to being brilliant. I think they're yeah. the best team that I've ever seen of being brilliant. If you almost know what I mean. Uh, yeah. The, the other bits, I'm not. That's where your question mark is. Definitely. And you know, there's been so much talk in the media about Liverpool. You know, sort of having to withstand the pressure. How they're dealing with the pressure that they're buckling and all that. I mean, I, if you take your if you take your bias away and you just look at it really objectively, I think it's the other way round. And the vibe inside the two grounds last night, from what I could see on uh, match of the day, you know the Etihad is, is it's flat as anything. There's you know there's there's, pe- there's, there's seats empty. Um, just the, the way that people celebrate goals, it, it's just not as energetic. Whereas Anfield is completely alive, and the, the sense of it. I mean, it, the thing about those two goals at the end, okay, it, it gets you that 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 statement win. But the, the the chance to sort of celebrate in front of the cop, the way that he did twice with Van Dijk, Van Dijk, there's that sort of feeling of communion, and that that you know you're in it, you're in this, we're all in this this together. We all want the same thing, and I just—I think it poured off them mm-hmm. as they celebrated. It was almost as if he'd got—it was almost as if he'd got a text to say City are winning. By the way, and he thought, right, well, we need—we we just need a bit of extra, like a bit of extra boost at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, fantastic. Yeah, time to check his phone. Uh, thank you very much <laughs> to everyone. Uh, coming up, we've got Jamie, we've got Francis, and then we'll be back to talk about the derby. It is the weekend, the British John Gibbons now, and I'm delighted to be joined by Jane Boland from James's Place, who long-time listeners, well, even just medium or short-term listeners might remember we had in late last year to talk about James Place and the work that they were doing around... Um, around suicide prevention and around helping kind of young people in, in Liverpool who, who, who need someone to talk to and need someone, you know, help really to go through kind of problems that they're having. And so we had Jane in to talk, to talk about that. So welcome back, first of all. Thank you very much. And as I say, I mean, our paths crossed Jane in kind of quite tragic circumstances because people might remember kind of last year, uh, we lost we lost our friend Mick and and we lost a, a, a kind of great Liverpool fan and there was a, a desire amongst other Liverpool supporters and, and people who knew Mick Woodburn to kind of raise money um, both in his memory but also to to help people who were going through what Mick was going through and then so we found you yeah. and we put on a concert in about yes. three weeks yeah and it was cut it was amazing it was a, it was more than good john i think it was it was a brilliant night Just the bands were amazing um what did we get there was like 800 people there yeah. you know it, and and it was it was it was you know just the idea that that you guys had got all that happening in 3 weeks i think was astonishing yeah i mean everybody worked on it kind of did, did a really good job. I was just wheeled out as a handsome man on the evening, but um, but, but everyone who, who kind of who, who 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 worked on it and who, who put it together so quickly kind of deserves credit. But I mean, we all had a good time. But from a from a kind of charity point of view, as well as the money that was that was raised, which was a lot, also from a kind of you know what have you, I guess one of your main aims as a, as a charity is is awareness as much as yeah. money raising and from that point of view I mean I guess the night couldn't have gone any better yeah I mean what we know is and, and I know sort of we said this at the last show is that is that you know the vast you know the majority of men who end their life by suicide they don't they don't ask for help before 
before they die. Mm-hmm. Um, and either that's because they don't know where the help could come from or because they just they just don't can't imagine having that conversation with someone. They just get overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, we had 800 people in that room now who know that James's place is somewhere they can get help. And then, we're, you know, because of your networks, because of sort of the people who are involved in that concert, you know, you're getting into a, an audience, a demographic that, that has been historically really, really difficult to engage yeah. in health sort of conversations. And that's, you know, the, the the money that was raised on that night, as we were just talking, you know, the money that was raised on that night will will provide enough for us to be able to offer a day of therapy a year uh, in our centre. And that means that we will be able to take about 30, 35 men through our intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know now, which we probably were hopeful in November, we know that our intervention works and we know that people who've come through have found what we do really helpful and it's made a big difference to their lives. Um, so 35 people will, will be able to have access to that because of the money that was raised that night. Uh, but more importantly, people who would never have come to somewhere like James's place or gone to their GP will start to be aware that, that we exist and that we're a place that can offer some help. Yeah, and I also think in terms of trying to kind of normalise the conversations with your friends or with people you know or people you just kind of go the match with about, about um, you know, what you are going through and things like that. And I think a big thing, this is slightly kind of off subject for me, but I think a big thing for me is kind of realising that, you know, you might... I often refer to, I was just a lad I knew from the match, but that for some people that might be kind of all they have really. And it's just kind of remembering that really, that just because you've got kind of like, you know, you get on people you work with or you've got like your old friends from school, it doesn't kind of mean everyone has. So remembering that, you know, that just the, the person you see on a Saturday, that might be that the kind of like yeah. whole kind of social circle. And so remembering that you need to kind of be there for people and it only takes kind of a few seconds just to ask how someone is. And I think, I think as a group of friends who were involved in this, we've got better at that and we've also kind of tried to I see it more I guess you know amongst people in lads in Liverpool who are who are getting a bit just get a bit better at at talking about these things really I mean I think it's really hard uh, you know I I firmly believe that that suicide is a you know it's a preventable death Um, and I think that when you look at a, a mate who's struggling or a family member what what I hear, sadly, from people who who've lost people to suicide, is that they they did know that 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 something was wasn't right for that person. They had an inkling. They kind of knew, mm. but it's really hard to sort of take, you know, a relationship breakdown or money worries and think that that's something that could cause somebody to think that their life, you know, their mm. life's not worth anything. And having that conversation and being able to sort of say, I know you're struggling at the moment. Can I help? Are you, you know, is there anything else going on? Are you thinking of, are you, you know, I know that sometimes people in your situation can get very desperate and can think of ending their life. Is that what's happening for you? And you know, for the most part, the answer will probably be, oh, no, goodness, I'm, mm. that's not what I'm thinking about. But knowing that if that conversation does go that way, that you guys can say, well, actually, I know somewhere where you might be able to get some help with that. Yeah. And this is what it's like to be there because you've been there. And it's a it's really different, and they can see you really quickly, and it's not the sort of place where you, you know, you're sitting in a crappy waiting room and and, and things like that. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's a lovely centre, I would say. I haven't been down and visited because we have kept in touch. Yes. And that's been <laughs> nice, isn't it? Uh, it's not been a, just a whirlwind romance. No, we've, no. Um, we've had a second date. <laughs> and we've kind of tried to cook up a few ideas of, yeah, of, of yeah. kind of more things that we can do and more things to kind of, you know, make sure that obviously what happened to Mick kind of happens less in the future. And... Uh, we're doing something in Hotel Tia, uh, yeah. which is from Friday, if you want to tell people a little bit more about that. So um, Hotel Tia, which I went for the first time when uh, a couple of weeks ago because I got to go to a match finally, um, is, is amazing. It's this incredible place. It's sort of a bit like uh, it's a bit like an LFC Narnia almost, yeah. isn't it? You don't know what is there from the front, but at the back <laughs> it's gorgeous. Sort of go through. Uh, but... Um, you know, Taggy and, and Hotel Tier and all of you guys have sort of really shown your commitment about wanting to do things that are different and in a, in a very bizarre conversation um, <laughs> that that uh, we talked about having sort of posters and the posters being sort of a, a doorway into James's place in a way. So that's what we've done. So we've, we've made some posters and Taggy's going to be the first guy who puts them up all over his hotel. So essentially he's going to be like the first suicide prevention hotel possibly in the whole country. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're going to go back and, and do some training for his team there as well in the next couple of weeks. But the, the posters are just dead plain. But what they do is because they've got this sort of, it's, it's called an AR code on. So people can, they don't have to stand and look at the poster. They can use their phone download this this app and it will sort of show them what it's like to go to James's place and what happens when they're there so it's trying to get people to know that where we are take it away have it in their phones and think well I'm fine today but if I'm not fine tomorrow there's somewhere that I know I can go so so that's what we're doing on 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 Friday putting the posters up all over all over hotel tier um celebrating um and and congratulating ourselves on the the money that was raised at the at the gig and generally being sort of very delighted with how things have gone yeah so if you are going to a liverpool game or you, or you live kind of in or by the anfield area from friday you'll be able to go to hotel tier and see those posters and do download the video uh, it's easy to do on your phone uh, i've had a look at it it's great so if it was something that you needed help with or, or you just wanted to know a little bit more about James Place so you can help other people and, and other young kind of men or, or, or friends or, or whoever really who might be going through kind of tough times and just and just so you want to know a bit bit more so so you can help that those videos are there it's 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 fantastically produced and it does kind of give you a little bit more of an indication of what James Place do but also what a nice place it is to kind of go to and, and kind of have a cup of tea and just chat yeah. because the the surroundings are, are important and, and after Friday people can contact us and we'll send them posters if you if you're a barber shop if you're a sports shop if you're if you're a gym if you you know if you're somewhere where where men hang out then you know give us a shout and, and we'll we'll send you some posters and, and it would be great if you could put them up in your establishments as well yeah so get in touch with them um, with, with james place and, and and they'll kind of send you out with it is there anything else you want to kind of discuss get off your well, chest while no, you're here well it, it's you know obviously I'm, I'm ready to provide sort of insights into the the, the <laughs> into the match yeah you know, but not really because I'm, I'm a bit of an armchair fan uh, i suppose it, it's it's just been it, it's how 
we've been sort of taken into your hearts as as a group of fans, as a as a group of men who who probably haven't had loads of conversations about um, mental health in the past, and and you know it it's really exciting, and and I know that we're going to carry on sort of doing things together because you your your expertise in sort of social media and getting into getting into audiences that we that we can't is 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 invaluable to us. So um, I, I'm afraid this probably won't be the last. Um, time i'll be chatting to you will it oh yeah yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> certainly not but that's but that's but that's the, fine the big plans now have talked tonight 19 so, yeah so we're waiting for what noel gallagher to give us a call yeah so noel if you're listening um, um give, give us a shout talk yeah. tonight he's got to do it one time yeah. hasn't he? he's named yeah. after one of his songs uh but yeah if you know anyone who can help out with, with talk tonight 2019 as well that'd be fantastic if you are listening and you know um, you know anyone who, 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 who will kind of perform or, or just kind of help out do do the raffle i mean i can't yeah. Do don't again. do a raffle again. <laughs> don't do a raffle again on the night of a gig. I've gone to too many sort of Catholic functions over the years. I just couldn't get any of the colours right. No, that was the problem. Yeah, because the lighting meant that all the colours were pink, weren't they? And I'd had yeah. the drink. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it was the light. <laughs> okay, huge thanks to Jay for joining us from James Place. Do look up what they do. Do try and get down to Hotel Tier on a match day or otherwise and have a little look at the posters and that'll download the video and give you more information. But yeah, thanks to Jane. And in the meantime, I presume now we're going back to Neil. There was good news this week. Good news indeed for the Tired campaign. I'm joined by Francis Malloy to talk about it. And you took a call from Jesse Norman and you were informed that the government is going to start a consultation process on yeah. the tyres uh, over 10 years being used. Yeah. Um, yes, here in work on Tuesday, um, I took a call actually from Jesse Norman and Chris Grayling, both of them together, to say that um, it was a very urgent call. It was, you know, totally unexpected, completely out of the blue. Uh, none of us saw this coming, not even like MPs or anybody um, who's been working alongside me. To Just to say that, yeah, we are, we've listened and um, they'd had the research back. And they were going to um, implement, you know, a, compl- a consultation to ban tyres older than 10 years. But they've extended it from buses and coaches. They've taken it to lorries, mm-hmm. to minibuses and to taxis. So this is, it's fair to say, this isn't the end of the process. Let's be quite clear on this for listeners. But this is a significant step forward. No, it's not the end of the process because um, it's a, a consultation process. However it's going to be very difficult for anybody to come forward now and put in anything that's of any way meaningful to object to this happening. So, um, and the impression that I'm given is this is something that, yes, they now want. I mean, as words were, can we now uh, work together on this? Which is obviously a big sea change from the last time I had a meeting. I'm just going to chat with you. <laughs> this is a massive sea change. So, of course, I, you know, my whole aim on this Neil as as you know has been to make sure this never ever happens again that has been my biggest fear throughout all of this campaign is that another family would end up where I am mm-hmm. um, because trust me nobody wants to be here and this process the consultation period how long is the expectation it'll last I text Jesse Norman yesterday to ask him that. He said he's speaking to officials um, and that he will come back to me when he's got further information. So at this point, I don't have any detail. Yeah. But um, I would I would expect it to be happening very, very quickly. And clearly, if there is too much delay in it, then, you know, this is, we will keep the pressure on. So the Tired campaign is still out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different type of campaign in that we're... we're we're just getting people to push this to say they want it. We've probably, the public consultation has been done um, through shows like yourselves, through all of the media, through um, all of the social media. So in terms of public consultation, I think it's fair to say that's the positive thing is everybody wants this. 
So it was a huge positive on Tuesday. I saw you uh, about an hour later. We yeah. work in the same building, in case listeners aren't aware. Yeah. Uh, and it's just an enormous victory given the length of time, the amount of energy that you've put into this process. Yeah, I mean, th- people have asked me how I felt when I got the call. Clearly, I wasn't expecting it. I, um, My initial feeling was a sense of relief and, and I was quite ecstatic at the thought that I'm not going to have to keep doing this anymore. We were expecting another pushback, if you if you remember, on yeah. the 15th of March. We obviously had some plans in place um, for that uh, to make sure that the government were aware of the support behind it. But, but you know, we are we are kind of going along very cautiously, as you would in these situations. However, um, yeah, it, on the whole, it, it is massively, it, it's a massive news for me, massive news for the campaign. And, you know, it's important for me to get across in this interview that whilst I've led it, and clearly I have, because someone has to lead, the campaign has belonged to everybody. What yeah. I've loved about the, the people who've been behind it is the fact that they've taken ownership of it. You know, just even recently when when your team helped out with getting the flag in the Mm -hmm. cop and that, I can't do that. You know, I can't do those things. These interviews, all of those things, we got a massive following after the last Downfield Rap um, blog like this. You know, we brought in new followers and people were starting to say, hang on a minute, you know, we're on those coaches, we're going to matches. It was massive. So everybody who's been involved can honestly say you are the people who've made this change and changing laws in this country is not easy trust nope. me no, it it's is not easy it's accept- it is exceptionally difficult it's worth pointing that out to people that you know to have to have campaigned on something like this I mean it helps when as you've said repeatedly the first time you came on it's so apparent that there needs to be a change if you know what I mean and that always helps when when the, the, the sheer force of right is on your side and in a public safety issue like this but it does take a lot of work and you, and, you know putting us aside it's very nice of you to mention us but you have had a huge extensive team and a lot of support from a lot of different people uh, oh there's been so many i mean i wouldn't even know where to begin to to start clearly i've got a whole team behind us for tired which has been facilitated by agent marketing mm-hmm. um the the md there has put a tremendous amount of resource into supporting this all pro bono every bit of it um and the media have been phenomenal there's been, you know, some celebrities. The last time I spoke, we'd had Jodie Comer who had tweeted. Um, we've had, you know, actors of diff- different people, local actors, um, National Express coaches. Some of the big operators have got behind us. Rob DeBank, who um, is who organises festival, which is where Michael had been. So that there are people who've got big followings out there, who've really got behind it. We've had Jamie Carragher, who people obviously would be familiar with, with <laughs> the Anfield rap yet. Jamie has been fabulous. He's he's tweeted on, you know, pretty much every time we ask him, he puts something out there. So the following has been tremendous. And, and people aren't just retweeting, they're making comments, you know. Mm. Um, Tony Barris, I, I mean, did a fabulous tweet and he got, you know, such a fabulous response. He said to me, you know, just give me something and... I didn't actually give him anything to be honest. He just did it himself, so it was it was fabulous. So how are you feeling as you? Yeah, I just oh, I, I mean, at the moment I'm really really quite tired. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I'm full of adrenaline, and yet I'm exhausted at the same time. It's it's the bizarrest feeling. I've hardly slept because I've been doing early morning interviews, late interviews, yeah, and doing your job at the same time. I mean, it's worth pointing that out. Right the way through the campaign, people would think, you know, given the, the the time and energy you put in this, you're you're you've got a job, you've got a life, you've got things outside of this as well. Yeah, I, I yeah, clearly, I have a, a full time job. It's quite a busy job. Um, 
there's a lot of stresses in that job at the moment to go with it. So, um, and I have a family, you know, I have two other sons as well. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of things going on in my life. Um, people probably wouldn't believe some of the things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis, but this has been, for me, absolutely a top priority because clearly it's about Michael, it's about my son. And this is why, you know, there were lots of cynics out there, uh, people saying, oh, she's never going to do this and a little bit patronising, you know, we'll, I think people yep. thought, oh, let's go along with her. Um, she's a grieving mum, but I mean, no, I'm sorry, but you don't do this to, um, you don't do this to, to mums. You particularly don't do it to mums from a city like this. And I think, you know, he did mention that actually, uh, Jesse Norman on the phone that, you know, the city, the way the city has got behind it and, you know, We've had people who've put things up on screens um, who are also in this building mm-hmm. um, from Open Media. They put something up outside Old Trafford the other day that had a big impact. So, yeah, it's it's been always about justice for Michael, for Kerry, for Colin, and to make sure that no other mum, particularly no other family, ever, ever goes through this pain. Because trust me, nobody... You just can't... Just I, I find it even now, after all these years, hard to describe losing Michael and then finding out his death was because of an old tyre. I mean, it's just, it will haunt me. It will haunt me forever. Thank you very much to Francis, to everyone who helped support the tyre campaign. We'll move back over. It is football flash quiz time made up to have Paul Fitzsimons joining us for this. He's entered through the Facebook subscribers group. If you're not on there and you are a subscriber, feel free to jump in. Uh, if you aren't a subscriber but you're looking for reasons to subscribe, listen, you can get into the Facebook subscribers group. I mean, some might say that's a bit of a poison chalice, but we are where we are. Uh, Paul himself uh, has entered on there. It's fo- brought to you by Football Flash, the football app, which gets you all your bespoke Liverpool news. They di- do it directly for you. It's the business football flash. I use it all the time. Um, Paul, then, before we get into the quiz, what do you, what do you think about Sunday? Oh, I think we're going to do them back 3 or 4 now. I'm really confident because they're rubbish, aren't they, really? Let's be honest about it. I'm I'm sort of ending up the same place, which is a bit troubling. I mean, hopefully I'll get the full nerves and, and start to say oh, I'll take anything uh, on Sunday morning. You, yeah. t- you would take anything. You would take any win. Let's be honest. We know where we are at this stage of the season. But they aren't, they aren't that good a side. Watford are a better side than when we just did them 5-0. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I was very impressive as last night. If we play like like that, I can't see Everton coping with us at all. No, nor can I, mate. Nor can I. Uh, let's hope it transpires that way. Anyway, you've got a you've got an Amf- an Amf- a bit of Anfield at merch to win, uh, where you get eight out of ten okay. questions right. You get that, so you've got that to win. Uh, question one: Which former Liverpool defender has joined Brendan Rodgers as coaching staff at Leicester City? Uh, Torre. It is indeed. It is indeed, Colo Torre. One out of one. Who scored the hilarious stoppage time winner against Everton in December? Oh, the great Diokov Revy. It is indeed. Uh, Next one. Which Bundesliga side did Divock Origi spend the 17-18 side on loan at? Season on loan at? Wolfsburg. It is indeed. Three from three. Flying. Uh, Which goalkeeper did Sadio Mane make a show of to score his back heel goal against Watford? Oh, Ben. Ben Foster. It is four from four. Who replaced Firmino when he came off injured against United last weekend? Sturridge. It is five from five. Glenn Price has written these, by the way. They're a bit easier than the ones that I did. <laughs> um, uh, five from five. Who did Liverpool play after March's international break? Oh, uh, it's Tottenham. It is Tottenham. Great shout, six out of six. Uh, who has more assists for Liverpool this season in all competitions? Alexander-Arnold or Andy Robbo? 
Oh, I think it's Robbo, isn't it? I think it is. Robbo's got ten. Trent's got six. Seven out of seven. Um, who is currently fourth place in the Premier League table? Oh, it's Arsenal. It is. You got your eight. Do you want to see if you can get all ten? <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? Why not? Live a little. Uh, which goalkeeper started for Chelsea against Tottenham after Kepa was dropped? Oh, Caviar. Caviar. Whatever his name is. Yeah, Caviar. I think. Yep. And who scored a Penenka-style penalty for Barcelona against Real Madrid on Wednesday? Was it Suarez? It was, 10 out of 10. Can't argue with that, Paul. I'll tell you what. If I was generous, I'd offer you two bits of merch, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll sort all that out. Listen, the quiz is brought to you by Football Flash. Uh, as I say, download the app if you haven't already. Congratulations to Paul. We'll get his details. We'll get it all sorted. You can get back on with the show. Red Bet Chat coming up is our Merseyside Derby chat. So we're preempting a little bit here, Neil Atkinson and Adam Melia. Uh, Red Bet, the Anfield Rafts partners for 2019. Really pleased to have them on board. Uh, thank you very much indeed to them. Uh, half of their profits, i.e., your losses, go to fan related causes. So if you do sign up, do specify where you'd like them to go. Um, and always be gamble aware. Adam, um, there's a lovely one here. An absolutely lovely one. Uh, any Liverpool player to score a hat trick versus Everton, 20 to 1. Uh, like it, yeah, I like it. Uh, I was, I was thinking about saying hello, especially to all the Virgil brace backers because the, I, there's, there's two I know of that, that that have been, you know, putting just people that put put uh, two two quid on funny things. But yeah, there's a, there's, there's a couple of Virgil Virgil brace. I believe that. I believe, yeah, I believe a couple came in. Like, well, obviously they did in, come in last yeah. night, but I know, I know of one, but Virgil brace backer. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting stuff, a Virgil Brace all of a sudden. I can't believe that. Why weren't they, why weren't they sharing the words about the Virgil Brace? I know. It's funny because I, when, he, when he scored in his, on his debut, I said then, I think he'll get 10 this season. This is last season. I thought he was going to get 10 goals because <laughs> I couldn't understand, couldn't imagine how he wouldn't score every game. I yeah. still can't really. No, I'm still, I'm still surprised. Like, I think that's what part of the celebration was about. It was like, see, of course. <laughs> Honestly, I think I've got this. I've got this feeling he goes on a Derek Manfield esque run well, yeah. between now and the end of the season. Like he's, he, go, he basically goes at one in one yeah. between now and the end of the campaign. There's, there's no reason why not. There really isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we're sitting in the season. Ver just got thirteen. Yeah, uh, absolutely delighted with himself. Uh, just, just, just keeps rising as Trent swirl on the ball over and there. Yeah. The thing about that one, the the, the goal he gets, the the first, first one is. Have you, have you seen it back? Yeah. There's literally nothing anyone can do but that goes in. Yeah. Do you know like the second it's dead interesting the second one. Foster makes that mad punch where he comes it's like he's watched the first one and gone. Well the only thing anyone could have done <laughs> is, punch may- his head off. is maybe do that. <laughs> yeah. And then he thinks, right, I'll sort that out now, and then that happens. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And and, and the, the the second one's a lot harder than the first, and, and maybe that's it now. Maybe 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 it's 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 like it's physics. It's like he's worked the physics out. Yeah. He's got he's he's got his eye in and he's it's it's the thing with defenders. That's the thing with defenders. I I you know, when I kind of played poor quality football, I was like a, a centre half a lot of the time. And I was always always good at heading it away, but never could never head it in because you couldn't I couldn't get the physics right. Couldn't like you know there's some, there's something different about about that that sort of header, but I, if he's got the physics, then watch him defend and watch him uh, and, and watch him and watch him get the physics right, uh, <laughs> as the song famously sings. Uh, I like so I'll, we all like the twenty to one. My other one on that one is is we are due Mo Salah deciding to take the piss. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that's my other one on that one. We are due we are due Mo Salah having a half yeah. where everybody afterwards says is he messing? Can, can that not happen? Yeah, and yeah, the the bit was between his teeth last night. I suspect he might have taken the bit home. And he's going to be chewing on it until Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Getting no sleep yeah. uh, whatsoever. Another one uh, on 
one there at the minute is uh, Liverpool to win and both teams to score. I actually don't like this one, 5 2. Because <laughs> I don't like the idea of Everton scoring. <laughs> Ma- mainly that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm against I all Everton goals. I, I think the thing that we've done. Uh, the thing that, that that we've got back is the thing that this season's been built on, and you know, all credit to to Joel Matip actually is we are back to looking solid. Um, I, I think it's been it, we, we've we've basically limited teams to uh, uh, to making Allison look great once a game uh, at the moment. So I think that I don't know they might they might get one, but it, I, I just don't see anybody scoring twice against us. But I don't, I, I I think it's another clean sheet. I do. Um, Liverpool to score in the first ten minutes is eleven to two. Yes, please. Uh, yep, yeah. first ten minutes and every ten minutes thereafter. <laughs> is that what you're asking for? You're campaigning for that. Nerves. That's it. Yeah, campaigning That's for what that. I always want. Uh, it is indeed what you always want. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why it doesn't happen more. Uh, yeah. it drives me mad. Uh, <laughs> and what I hate is you know when you score like three and thirty, yeah. and I'm like, right, well, that's it then nine. Yeah. <laughs> Change the maths. Yeah. The maths tell you that this is the rate that we now score at. Yeah, it might be that thing that you you talk about like the team the team shake hands, but. Jib that certainly. Oh, sit- God, we, we need to. We need to. I mean, it's a thing I've always said about Everton, and I feel like I can't say that in Derby Week. But we need to stop beating them four nil. It's really pissing me off, Neil. So you wouldn't take four nil now if I offered it to you? I mean, I would. That's that's the thing. It's a stupid <laughs> thing. But when it's four nil against Everton, I won eight, and it annoys me that we've never gone past it. Um, there we are uh, there we are indeed Adam Millian annoyed by four uh, <laughs> I am most definitely would not be annoyed by four know, neither will I uh, we will get back over thank you very much to Redbeth thank you for you for listening I say if it isn't for you it isn't for you and whatever you do please do be responsible welcome back it is the Anfield Rapper it is the weekend um, Adam Millian's magic Everton are tragic um, what are we doing Adam um, yeah, it's uh, it's probably one of them where where I'll be up and down um, for for the days the days uh, the, the days to come before the actual match. But I've been really confident about this this away derby for for weeks. To be honest, more confident than you, I think, Neil. Uh, and I was dreading Old Trafford because I hate going there and thinking, well, you know, escape relatively unscathed, and you know, then and and then things start to look brighter. And I think that's that. That's where we are. Everton have just the only thing they've got, the only thing they've ever had. Nuisance, well, not ever, but in 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 recent living memory is nuisance factor, and that's what that's what does my head in about Everton as the derby approaches. It and that is probably the mental side of the form, but going out of the window because I know they've got the nuisance factor. But I watched them the other day. I watched them against uh, against Cardiff. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And I, Tell me about it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm so, serious. So, Cause, cause so, he picks a mad team. They've had, they've had, they've had 17 I, days I, off. He throws Jack Yelker at centre half. Yeah. He, he brings Coleman back, having bombed him out. He brings Schneidlin yeah. in after after having bombed him I mean, out. I, I don't Jack really... Yelker very, very nearly made the cockle for a goal. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Nearly. I don't watch them very often. And I text, uh, I text Phil, uh, Phil Bundle uh, the, uh, the day before. I was like, who are they even playing these days? Who do they hate these days? I, go, I don't know. I'm sort of out of touch with the Everton thing. And he was like, oh, they don't know who they're playing. They hate Sigurdsson. So it was like, oh, it's good. good Good to know. So I, I, I had a look at them, and I, I thought they were. It was. It looked like two really poor teams to start with, and then Cardiff showed themselves. They really moved through the gears of poor teamness, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it led to. to so so uh, I, I said to Ben before before the match last night. It's good this because both of these have just had big wins against Cardiff, and I can confirm that Cardiff are really really terrible. So if they're if they're confident, then good. I because don't... That, because because. That you can't. It's like you can't judge anything on 
Cardiff away. They will not be confident, Kev, as a seasoned Everton watcher. They will not be confident. We've seen there's been derbies which they've been bouncing into or semi bouncing into. I think that this one, I think that they are they're they're having a wretched season. I they? think you're giving them far too much credit here, Neil. They're absolutely deluded. They will be confident. They'll be thinking Dominic Carvalho can score against the mighty Cardiff. He can score. They go into these games even when they know they're going to get beat. They know deep down they're going to get beat in a lot of them. And I'm not one for confidence going into a derby. I always get this. It's my favourite game of the season, but it's the one I hate the most. It's Christmas, isn't it? Mate? Oh, it is. But the thoughts of losing, and the thoughts of losing in a normal season kills me. I hate, I hate the weekly and I hate the monthly nuts. I can't stop thinking about it all the time. But in a season where they can possibly deny us a go with the league, that's exactly what they'll be playing for. But the thing is that they're not a good team. He's not a good manager. They're, they haven't got good players, but that's never stopped them beating us in the past. I know it's the very distant past now, but. That I think they might be a little bit confident, you know, just be as you, as you said, Adam, nuisance value. Nuisance value. That's Who, who's going to be confident? Though, are you, do you think the players will be confident or the fans? Because I think this team is so detached from no. their fans. Like this team, I, I I look at it and I just think it's mad. And I think what we've had in the past couple of years is the Kenwright factor, where it'll trickle down. Do you know what I mean? And so if it's Kenwright, it's don't worry if you lose this one, Marco, you won't be getting sacked. But sorry, if you know, and. I think I think they're so bad at the minute, Everton. They're so inconsistent, and I don't think you know those players on the pitch, like the likes of Richarlison and Sigurdsson and all that. They will have it drilled into their heads. We need to upset Liverpool's title race because I just don't think they, their individuals, have got it in them. But I also think our individuals. We're, we're, we're panicking, not panicking, but we're thinking about it because we're fans and we're emotionally involved. You're telling me Virgil van Dijk's going into that dressing room panicking yeah. more than well, about all confidence they have that you know. is precarious. They, they, I, I've just looked over there and there's a box that says fragile on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's like they, they, they do well, they, they do bounce into into these things, but it doesn't take much. And that, so. the, the problem is, is, is if something goes right, then then they can then they can get a bounce from that, and and the, the you know they they their home crowd can do the same thing. The, our home crowd can, but it's it's they generally it it doesn't go right, and then and then and then it all collapses. The old lady goes both ways, yeah, Mike yeah. Nevin. There is, and I think that's the, the I, in the same way Liverpool, Watford after fifteen minutes, no, we have no hope, no prospects. We are just hanging on here. We cannot live with this. And if Liverpool do something similar, first 15, first 20 at Goodison, if they can have the same mentality, the same approach, the the speed with which the old lady will work the other way mm. is is for me is is for me one of the big things here. It, it, I mean, it's easy to say because it will be an intimidating atmosphere. It will be aggressive. It will feel like a big game. It is Sunday half four. All the things that be happening to Liverpool players that happen. I get the point that Virgil will be cool as anything, but he'd be cool as anything playing Brazil nineteen seventy. <laughs> there is a there is for, for you know for for mortal footballers there is a thing there. But you do think that if Liverpool have the sort of first five first ten they have against Watford, that it could quickly become the opposite direction. Yeah, I mean, I think an early goal for Liverpool kills them. Um, that that crowd, it, 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 in some ways, it's the most schizophrenic crowd in the country. And I, I sort of salute them, to be honest, because yeah. the, the way that they build themselves up um, repeatedly for derby matches from positions of strength and relative weakness is beyond me at times. Because... And really, it is just the, the old uh, form book out of the window thing that su- sustains them, certainly on, on this occasion. Um, but... Yeah, it, yeah, it can it can bounce. Goodison, I've been I've been to derbies when we've lost, and yeah, it can be hostile. Um, but 
their ability to turn on their own players against this, you know, this rabid enemy of Liverpool is second to none. And I've heard, I've had hostility from their own fans towards their own players that's like on a, on a, on a level I've never seen before. So I think Liverpool have got to try and think, use that to our advantage. But as Lizzie says, I I, I think Liverpool players are just as professionals. I just think they've got that detached, um, sort of they're detached in a good way. Uh, to be able to just go in the, into the game and treat it against any like any uh, a match against any other mid-table side, I don't think it needs to matter that much. It's and ninety minute. It's a ninety-minute one for us, and 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 I think that they probably haven't got that. As you say, yeah. the, the, that, that sort of that intense thing that can't last for ninety minutes. No, the they quality, can't. The quality the, must show out. My, my my only concern with it is that they, they, them as fans and them as players have had a season so bereft of excitement. Mm. There must be a, a tiny part of them just, that just craves. Something this is what out of the for, isn't it is. It? It, it is their. I mean, it is their season, and that's not to take a swipe at them and no. belittle no. them in any way. But this is the only thing that they've got left. And it's great pride. It really yeah. is. Like you, you know, it's like you, Kev. I, I'm, I'm confident going in against this Everton side. But you still, we, we still have this horrible niggling feeling of the what if because it's so awful. It, it's unimaginable to to lose against Everton, and especially in a season like this. And. I, I just think, you know, they they won't like that our players maybe uh, will be treating this derby a bit differently because for them it, it is an occasion. It is understandably like, and, and, and I actually, I'm not doing them down there. They, they've not been great. They're not playing for anything. So the next thing that they can do is do over Liverpool, which they haven't done for so long. Whereas our players will be thinking, or, or we're thinking of, and I even think as fans, really, you know, we're not excited about it being the derby and we're not building up to it about, about being the derby. It's about the three points, really. Like, you know... <laughs> no, but you, you see what I mean? Like, the, the, the three <laughs> points takes us, you know, another three points closer to, to winning the league as far as I'm concerned. No, I know exactly what you mean mm. and you're right. It's, it's tough. You can't argue with the maths, can you, 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 can't, you can't argue with facts and what you're saying is an absolute fact, but the problem is it, that's all perfect on paper, but the match isn't played on paper on Sunday. They will, they will have... They will have, and when they're in the city going around, they will have lads walking up to them and saying, "Listen, I know you've been, I, I know you've been terrible this season. I don't care. I do not care. Just do something to ruin their lives on Sunday for me. That's all I want from you. I don't care if you don't win. I don't care if you don't win another 50-50 tackle for the rest of the se- for the rest of your life. Stop them winning on Sunday because if they win the league, it will kill me. Because that's what every Evertonian thing. You get in that ground on Sunday and they will. They're, they're like swivel-eyed lunatics anyway. When we when we go there, the, the rabbits. They are the rabbits. For the first 15 minutes, as you say, when something goes wrong... I think the, the, ra- I think the atmosphere of the first 15 is going to be unreal. Oh, and and credit to them, by the way, it's going to be unreal. They are going to be on one. Exactly. And that th- every footballer, no matter how good or how bad, is raised by that. So we always say about how much our atmosphere helps us. So we, we can't... That doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happen, if, if that happens at another stadium, it helps the home players there as well. I totally get what you're saying about our players need... It, it's just... Just don't take the emotion out of it and just play the game in front of you. That's sad. If we do that, we will win. That's fine. But you can't go into the match just thinking, listen, this is going to be easy because it's not. They're going to have players who are going to be coming out of the block. They're going to have players who you wouldn't even think have got it in them coming out of the blocks to try and get We can't. I, I, this is the thing. We can't say take the emotion out and then talk about the way in which, for instance, when Dortmund come to Anfield, they get absolutely... Matt Hummel's head falls off when Dortmund yeah, come to yeah. Anfield. Matt Hummel's was probably pre-match going, I'm sad, I'm taking the emotion out of this, and then suddenly the football match happens because that's what football matches are. Part of football matches is emotion. Well, listen, our last away match, I think we were affected by a crowd. So we can't say that it, it's never we've never seen it happen. I, I thought that, that our the people you wouldn't expect at all, you know, James Milner looked it looked flapped to me a bit at Old Trafford and, and a couple of others as well. 
So you know, it's not like it's it, it's not like it can't happen. I just think it's it's one of them where we we just might it, it we might have to bide our time. But ninety minutes ninety minutes for us is a, is a good thing, and, and and it isn't for them. I just just one one thing that I, that, that occurred to me um, is it's the latest in a in a occasional series of ref watch that that uh, <laughs> it, it being it being Atkinson uh, who I don't like I don't like as a referee. Um, but he's he's a contrary for the home crowd ref and Everton if they if they can do what if they do one thing well it's it's shouting at referees and I and I've seen him almost say no to the crowd as players <laughs> appeal for a penalty and like I I just think that that that, that might potentially like like it doesn't normally but potentially we, that might work in our favour on, um, on Sunday as well top in merchants worries me um, being really honest this is one of my one, you know uh, we, we had the Jackie Elke equaliser mm. going back a few years but, but one of the ways in which you know Dina good at free kicks and mm. banged a few this season um, they started Walcott Sigurdsson and Charleston last time out Sigurdsson likes a dig 20-25 yards because yeah, my thing here is I, th- I think I think touches in the Liverpool penalty area they're going to be at a premium for Everton being really honest with you but that doesn't mean they can't score goals and that doesn't mean they can't take advantage when they get there it, I mean it would really annoy me if, uh, if Walcott bagged because I thought he was pretty much crap for his entire career and he was crap again against Cardiff and I just I, ju- I just thought you know he's, he's he, he, he sort of he's like he just really looks like a footballer but he isn't one the way for me with players like Walcott sorry to jump in there is, is the likes of Walcott and if you put Luchman on the other side as well Luchman's a player he, he might get ruined by Everton because that's what Everton do to young players mm. but he's a player and he'll, he'll go somewhere else and he will be a success but if you have him on one side or even the other fella Bernard's but the, well, the, their danger to us is not necessarily getting to the byline whip and crossing because we've got Van Dijk in there. Their worry for well, my worry, the thing I'm concerned that they can do is they can pick the ball up out wide or run, run onto a ball that's being played out there and then cut inside. And Neil, as you said, they've got free kick takers, so we've got to be very careful that we're not giving stupid free kicks away between 20 and 30 yards away from our goal. You've got to make sure that you're playing. That's the time to take emotion out of it. Then don't be thinking, oh, I'll just take a yellow card because you listen we've got a great goalkeeper but if it's in the top bin it's in the top bin it is what it is so you've got that that they're the things that you, I think we've got to think about control it in our own way but do not lose your head around that area because that's their danger this is what I was going to say I think uh, for Everton don't be you know they're going to be looking at set pieces and I think you know looking at West Ham and, and there's been the odd now and then where I wouldn't say we've looked shaky but that's probably where the court is like you said you've got you know, the likes of Dean, you're there, who, who's playing really well and, and he's, you know, he's got a great left foot on him. Um, and they, I think if, if they get a set piece in the first couple of minutes, just think what we were talking about, the crowd, the crowd will be up. And especially if we get shaky in that first set piece, that could, that could set a bit of a tempo for us, which is, that's what I worry about. And it's, it's like when, you know, they used to bring on Mano and Fellini for, for the psychology, I think, they will be playing for, for free kicks and set-pieces, corners, you name it. I think but that's where their chances are going to come. I agree with that, but they've been crap from defending their own set-pieces as well. And it's one to remember, we've just got two goals back-to-back from them. So it's something to bear in mind. Uh, Mike, pick me a Liverpool team. I'd be tempted to go same again, you know, just because it was so good the other night. Um, and I suppose the, the only one that potentially comes in is, is Henderson for me, maybe for Milner, but... The way that Milner played the other night, I think he, he possibly deserves a start. And then you've got Henderson on the bench. Um, the other lads, um, and th- this is all presuming that um, Firmino's not fit. Well, I, think Firmino's- I think, I think, it, yeah. I mean, if he's half fit again, that's that's just a, a choice that's already made because he doesn't play. Um, if he's fully fit, it is a bit of a conundrum. I'd be tempted to stick to stick with it, 
um, because it gave us all that attacking emphasis. Having said that, I think that first 15 minutes where the crowd's really up, um, Liverpool's sort of studied approach of the mid parts of the season where they learn to figure teams out. That's in some, you know, there's a lot to be said for going for it from the start. In a game like that, I actually think the more measured, keeping the ball, quieting the crowd is probably the best approach. Pick me a team. I would disagree with what Mike said there. I think Firmino's fit. He come, he will come back in because he's, he is Firmino. But the argument there has been made that if we can keep their full-backs in their half of the pitch, that their danger is all but nullified. So Origi done that brilliantly yesterday. Salah could do that to anybody. And I think if we... Henderson, I don't think I would bring him back in if I was leaving Fabinho and Milner. Fabinho and Wijnaldum. Fabinho and Wijnaldum are first choices for me, guaranteed. And I think I just think Milner gives a little bit more going forward. I think his passing is just a little bit crisper than Henderson's. I think Henderson's good, but not as incisive sometimes with it. So I think I'd keep him in there. And do you know what? I would that leave Origi in there. Plus, he's got the psychology factor after that goal against them. It, that that will play into our hands. I think I agree. I, I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm putting Firmino on the bench for both because Origi plays well the other the, last night and also because Firmino we, we you know we're kind of rushing him back because we thought we were going to have to so I think keeping him on the bench to make sure he's you know he is fully fully fit and bringing him bringing him off the bench is a great sub as well I, I'm sort of as long as Fabinho plays I kind of don't mind who the other two are in midfield I could imagine Cater um yeah and and I can I can imagine Fabinho, Wijnaldum, Cater. Um, although Wijnaldum is looking like he's blowing a bit, but still playing really well. I don't I don't know. It's like I, I, I sort of I, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say stick. Yeah, I think keep the same. Um, the only question I had was over Origi, and I'm, I'm not even with Firmino. Just what you were saying about atmosphere. Um, I, I don't know if I'm doing Origi a disservice there because I know he's he's come up against Everton uh, a couple of times and. Um, so I was I was wondering whether he keeps Origi in with the hostile uh, crowd. Is it something that maybe like, but I don't know where he'd fit it, that Shakiri would deal with better than him. But I think Origi's absolutely, absolutely made case and point um, to start. And like you said, Kev, it's the, the psychology of, oh my God, this fella's playing against us again and look what he's done to us in the 96th minute. So um, yeah, stick. Got three goals. Uh, against Everton Divock Origi uh, got three goals against them worth remembering that sort of thing uh, love sticking it to Evertonians it's one of his favourite things don't we all um, <laughs> there we are um, I mean they, 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 they injured him and he's you know he's they, they, He's come back massive. Absolutely huge. You know, it's part of a. It's part of the 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 story. He's already, you know, he's already he's got his revenge kind of. But you know, I think there's still a bit more revenge in there. Um, Who thinks we're not going to win? Silence. Everyone's picking a Liverpool win. Listen, that's been your weekend of this week. Thanks a lot to Francis and to Jane uh, and to everyone in the room, to Mike, to Kev, to Adam and to Lizzie. Uh, Liverpool go to Goodison Park on Sunday, last game of the weekend. The nation's eyes upon them and they will make yet another statement. Sports Social Podcast Network.